Welcome to Global Minnesota Podcast, connecting, informing, and engaging Minnesotans with the world and exploring important international issues. For a complete list of programs and to join us, visit globalminnesota.org. I'm proud to be a Minnesotan and proud that this new coalition, this Imbold coalition, is beginning to bring some new thinking and broader thinking. And it's the kind of collaborative, cooperative approach um, that we're famous for in Minnesota. And this is the newest and the one that is putting that sustainability North Star out to give us guidance. But you know, 100 years ago, Minnesota was called upon to be uh, a critical piece in responding to what was at that time the greatest famine ever. Uh, it was the food and uh, crisis of food and the starvation that was facing tens of millions in Europe. You remember the First World War, there were armies that were basically stuck fighting each other without moving. The country of Belgium and the country of uh, France, Northern France were overrun. And in that region with a British blockade and with armies everywhere, food was running out quickly and the ambassador from Belgium in London went and spoke with a young engineer from the United States who had been very successful in his work uh, as an engineer and in logistics and asked him, could you ask the American people to join in a global effort to raise the money, to find the food, to get it to Belgium, to feed the people of Belgium before they starved? That young engineer, who was a future US president, Herbert Hoover, immediately said yes, reflecting his Quaker values, his dedication to humanity and to uh, taking care of others. And he set himself, set himself on the task of raising the money and getting the food. And he reached out to a Minnesotan, a fellow Quaker, James Ford Bell, who at that time was the head of our largest flour milling company, which we now today call General Mills, and asked James Ford Bell, could you work with me? Could you be the liaison to the mills, to the agriculture companies, so we can get this food needed to feed those 10 million people? And in fact, um, that partnership, ultimately uh, Hoover led the feeding of Europe for almost 10 years through 1923. 45 countries were deeply devastated by the war, the drought, a pandemic at that time, we remember the influenza pandemic. And in the feeding of 100 to 170 million people, uh, the farmers of Minnesota, the companies of Minnesota, the railroads, everybody was able to intensify what they were doing and make it possible to keep Europe from starving. And that story is one that we don't always remember, but the people of Belgium remember. And in fact, they every year they honor this uh, feeding, this saving of them. And I want to uh, share with you just a little a video from our US ambassador in Brussels telling this story from the point of view of Belgium. I'm Ron Gidwitz, the US ambassador to the Kingdom of Belgium. I'm pleased to join you today for this special World Food Day program. 
You'll be hearing from government officials and historians about the millions of lives that were saved by the US-led Commission for Relief in Belgium. This is a remarkable story of private Americans coming to the aid of Belgium during the darkest days and years of World War I. Cut off from the outside world due to Allied blockades and under German occupation, the population of Belgium was near starvation. Witnessing an emerging humanitarian catastrophe, a businessman named Herbert Hoover took the lead in organizing a food relief program of unprecedented scale. First as a private citizen and then as the chairman of the Commission for Relief in Belgium, he saw to the delivery of millions of tons of concentrated food over the course of four years. I won't go into any more of the details of this extraordinary humanitarian effort. Suffice it to say that it's one of the foundations on which we have built today's enduring U.S.-Belgian partnership. When I arrived in Belgium in the summer of 2018, one of the first things I did was attend a World War I centenary ceremony in the city of Ypres, where I was overwhelmed by the huge turnout and the moving tribute that they paid to all of those who fought and died for our freedom. Since then, I've attended dozens of ceremonies around the country, and they all have one element in common. Belgians do not forget. They don't forget all of the American soldiers who fought and died on their soil, nor have they forgotten the American-led food relief program that saved their fellow citizens from starvation. Later today, you'll be seeing letters from Belgian schoolchildren expressing their gratitude to the United States. Belgians around the country have shown these to me along with the famous flower bags. These bags arrived in Belgium as lifelines to the people. Many of the empty bags like this one were subsequently embroidered with messages of gratitude and then sent back to the United States. We have a number of other original bags on display here at our embassy in Brussels. They serve as a constant reminder of this important chapter in our shared history. There is one here beside me where you can clearly see the important role that Minnesota played in providing this much needed flower. In the same way that the people of Belgium have never forgotten, we at the U.S. Embassy have made the same commitment. We've worked on multiple exhibitions, ceremonies, and conferences over the years, highlighting the importance of the food relief program. It serves not only as a key part of our bilateral relationship, but also as an example of the best of humanity during one of the darkest hours in our history. Belgium and the United States have formed a strong bond built on shared sacrifices during two world wars and on our joint commitment to help build a Europe that is free and at peace. Citizens of both countries know that by standing together, our families are safer and our people are more prosperous than ever before. Thanks to everyone in Minnesota for marking this incredibly important moment in history today. Please stay safe. That video was prepared for a special program that we produced earlier this week as part of what we've made a total World Food Month. And by that, I mean that we were 
addressing food and hunger-related issues throughout the month. And in that way, we began thinking about all the examples of where Minnesota had played a role in the future, creating, creating a new future for others, including our friends in Belgium. And so we invited the government of Belgium and we invited our own government and we made it possible to bring an exhibit of those letters that we saw in that video from the ambassador. And in doing so, we were able to put it together into a public exhibit that we launched. That public exhibit uh, is now uh, at the Mall of America. And people can go and visually see it whenever they can. We are fortunate to have that kind of history. We're fortunate to have the opportunity to remember it. And we're fortunate to have the capacity to bring that to the public as part of our educational work. Today is the special focus on World Food Day, but each and every day we bring programs to help connect Minnesotans to the world and the world to Minnesota. So we're thrilled to have our audience from all over the planet today. We're thrilled to have the opportunity to participate in what's a global movement because World Food Day is celebrated everywhere, but we're also very focused on the future and where we can go with our uh, opportunities to serve and to be part of addressing hunger, the food crisis at a global level. And so we will continue with our program uh, at the top of the hour and we'll have the next opportunity to hear will be from the International Labor Organization, the global uh, director general and his team, because that's an organization that's tripartite. And we'll put that team together uh, for a way to look beyond just the front of food and agriculture into the food chain and all of the people who we've come to appreciate as essential workers, the people who work in the fields, the farm workers, the producers, the farmers, the people who work in the processing, the meatpacking, the people who work in the food stores, in the restaurants, in the food service. Uh, so stay tuned. We will be back um, in just a few minutes to make that possible for everyone. Uh, we will uh, log off and bring the, the um, screen back up and we will be back on at 11 o'clock. Thank you very much. See you then.